while she's drinking from the bottle. Her lips are cracked and dry. She spilled a little down her chin. It's dripping on her thigh. That's business as usual on a Saturday afternoon. The loneliest spot on the well, Welcome to this week's episode of The Space In Between. I'm your host, Blake Melnick, with another moment in time from Tom Locke's great new book by the same name. In the late 50s and early 60s, music fans were introduced to answer records, songs that were sometimes a parody or a sequel to established hits. A few that come to mind are Jeannie Black's He'll Have to Stay in 1960, the answer record to Jim Reeves' smash hit of 1959-1960, He'll Have to Go. Jody Miller's 1965 Queen of the House, the answer to Roger Miller's 1965 smash hit King of the Road, and Leslie Gore's 1963 Judy's Turn to Cry, the follow-up record to her hit It's My Party. In most cases, these answer records usually came out a few months after the success of the records they were emulating. One exception to this rule, however, was an answer record that took eight years before it made it on the charts. Recognized today as a core rock and roll record, it went all the way to number one. By the mid-70s, the Rolling Stones were well-established with seven number one hit records to their credit. In 1974, they put out a tongue-in-cheek tribute to their love of music called It's Only Rock and Roll, But I Like It. The song stirred up the creative juices of Alan Merrill, a band member of the Anglo-American group known as the Arrows. Although we realize that the Rolling Stones didn't mean to be derogatory about the music of the day, Merrill felt compelled to respond to the Stones' tune through song. If you've been enjoying Moments in Time on episodes of The Space In Between, we have a limited number of signed copies of the book available for purchase through the PayPal link on our show Facebook page or What It's Worth, the podcast series, for a total of $30, including tax and shipping to anywhere in Canada. What a deal. Moments in Time is a terrific interactive odyssey through the history of rock and roll. It makes for a great Christmas or birthday present, and it's probably the best bathroom book of all time. A portion of the proceeds from the sale of Tom's book go to support our show, and we really appreciate your support. So go pick yourself up a copy or two for what it's worth. Most thought Merrill's answer record was okay, but wouldn't be a hit, so it got lost on the B-side of one of the Arrow's British singles in 1975. In the late 70s, an all-girl band from the United States, The Runaways, saw the Arrows performing this song on their TV show. A member of The Runaways called the group and asked for permission to record the song. Unfortunately, the rest of the Runaways didn't share their bandmates' enthusiasm for the song. The band eventually broke up, and the member with the eagerness to record the song did so by releasing it first in Holland in the early 80s. By 1982, she was back in America and had formed her own group. The group recorded the song again, only to be faced with contemporary hit radio stations saying it was too punk, and new wave stations feeling it was too rock. But perseverance paid off. Being primarily a touring band, the group made the song their anthem and created such a demand that radio stations of all kinds were forced to play the song. 
By the week of March 20th, 1982, this answer song was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and remained there for seven straight weeks. Riding the wave at the number one position was Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, who were constantly encouraging their fans to put another dime in the jukebox, baby, because I love rock and roll. Let's scan the code in Tom's book and give it a listen. I knew he must have been about 17. He was strong, playing my favorite song. And I could tell it wouldn't be long that he was with me. Yeah, me. And I could tell it wouldn't be long that he was with me. It's all the same So I'm gonna take you home Where we can be alone And next we're moving on He was with me, yeah, me Next we're moving on He was with me What a great tune. How many of you were singing that one out loud while driving in your car? I remember that song when it came out in 1982. Massive hit and still stands the test of time. This concludes this week's episode of The Space In Between called Answering the Stones. We're approaching the end of Season 3 of For What It's Worth and all our various series. We have two more episodes in store for you. Next week, I'm going to bring back my old co-host, Cameron Brown, and we're going to talk about what we're listening to, what we're watching, and what we're reading, so you have something to do during the summer holidays. And following that will be our capstone episode, which will be a retrospective on Season 3, and give you some hints as to what you might expect in Season 4 of the show. 
for what it's worth. On the whole main street, the Queen's Hotel Saloon. Well, some folks call her wonder.